These people have, they always have to one up or when they bully somebody, it's because they're really insecure and they have to be the one that's in charge. From the sunny palms of Los Angeles, this is Bully Buster, the podcast where Rhonda Orr speaks with guests battling the bully culture. Listen to real stories and find real solutions using Rhonda's Triangle of Triumph, going from victim to survivor to leader. Rhonda is an award-winning executive trainer, columnist, and speaker. She's also served as the founder of two nonprofits addressing child abuse and bullying. Now, here's Rhonda. Welcome back, moms. This week on episode number four, Annie Mayo, an award-winning president and founder of Advanced Mineral Makeup since 2009, is talking with me on Bully Buster about being different and how that equals being bullied. Annie attended a very strict Catholic school where wearing a uniform usually means having automatic protection from bullies because the students are not differentiated by socioeconomic norms or fashion ideology and sometimes religion. That's just to name a few status issues in public schools that cause bullying, unless there are other differences. I was bullied just for being new, from moving all the time. And in Annie's case, she and her girlfriend were very tall and thin. In today's culture, that's still a dream for many girls, to look like a fashion model. But it was simply weird. That's what Annie said in her time. Annie talks about the vicious whispering, gossiping, and the years of hurt. I mean, years of hurt that caused her self-worth to be put into question. This week, Annie addresses victimhood in her childhood and parenting differences between then and now, plus how she's facing bullying in today's culture simply because of her success and beauty today. That reasoning goes against all the empowerment platforms that are preached in today's society, but not yet practiced enough, along with civility, which means to be caring, considerate, and have courtesy. Civility ends bullying. Annie joins me today. Thanks for being on our new podcast, Bully Buster Annie. Thank you for having me, Rhonda. Annie, you were born in Brooklyn, New York. When did someone first start bullying you? So the first recollection I have was really when I was in fifth grade. I went to a very strict Catholic school. I mean, so strict that everything that you wore or carried or whatever that you went through those gates was all in a uniform from the shoes to the colored stockings that you wore. So that's my first recollection of being bullied. Well, do you think, based on that, I know I sent my son to a private school with those type of restrictions. In some ways, I felt like that was kind of a benefit, that no one, you couldn't determine what their socioeconomic class was, or there was nothing to really set anyone apart as being different. What do you think? My son went to a Christian school and he wore uniforms. And I think that it was, you know, you didn't have the competition where somebody has nicer sneakers or nicer designer stuff. So I think that that 
is an advantage. But what type of bullying did they do? I remember there was me and one other girl. Her name was Teresa. But the reason why I remember her is because both Teresa and I were very tall and skinny. So we were quite awkward. But nevertheless, that didn't give anybody the right to bully us. But I think looking back that that was one of the reasons why we were bullied because we were different from the other kids. Which is such a plus in today's culture, right? We just didn't fit in with everybody else. And I could hear them talking, you know, behind my back and about me. And it, and it really hurt my heart. Even though somebody may not hear you say something, they know what you're saying about them and it hurts their heart deep down. And that follows them throughout the years. Because to this day, I still feel I don't like being tall. That's so sad because you're stunningly beautiful. There is a trend towards trying to say, oh, just ignore it. And yet I think that's terrible advice because it acts like it's projecting there's something wrong with you. So you should just ignore what's wrong with you and hope that everyone else will. But when I was a kid, I was like a size zero. So, and when I was young, you couldn't find you. I had to spend a lot of money on clothes because manufacturers were where other girls would go buy their clothes. They didn't make pants with the 33 inch inseam, which I am. So it was like it just didn't fit in with what was going on in those times. Well, the top ranked differences are things like weight, height, maturity, as in sexual maturity. In fact, I had a girl in fifth grade. I went to this school. They asked me to come and speak to three different classes of girls. And this girl, even though she was in fifth grade, 10 years old, she was gorgeous and she looked like she could have been in the ninth grade. So because of her sexual maturity, she was completely vulnerable to being different. Yeah. When I was growing up, you know, people would say, oh, she's weird. I guess I just mean that person is different. So I teach my son, so what? So somebody's different than you. That's not a bad thing. Why is that a bad thing? It's not. Well, isn't that what all kids want? I mean, in any era of time, don't you want to be unique? What you said is so perfect to say, what is bad about that? Because different means just that. It should not mean better than or less than. However, research says 64% of girls that report being bullied for being different, they want to be the same. They will go to any length to be the same. They still want to be popular. How did you feel about that then? Yeah, I was so unpopular. <laughs> <laughs> so like I said, me and Teresa 
she was one of my friends because she was like me. She was tall. She was thin. She was a bit awkward. I, I felt comfortable with her, but I knew that the other girls were, were talking about me. I remember that the, some of the other girls, one of the other girls that teased me, her name was Leanne. She was like the best basketball player. And uh, I, because I was tall, I thought, well, maybe I wasn't good at sports. She was one of the girls that was popular. And there was another group of girls that was, that was always with her. And I knew that they used to talk about me and how different that I was to them. And then I remember telling my parents, I went home one day and I told my parents that they were making fun of me. And my favorite teacher, Miss Abrizé, who was my fifth grade teacher, I guess what happened is they said that, okay, we're going to have a talk with them. And I never got teased again. I have nobody ever said anything to me after that, or, or they never tried to say, hey, you tried to get us in trouble or whatever. I never heard one word from the teacher or from the students. And maybe they said, we're going to throw you out. But even though it never happened again, I was always very self-conscious about being tall and different than everybody else. And that followed me throughout my life and into my 50s now. And I still don't like really, really being any taller or wearing heels. And even though I see these beautiful young girls that are my height and they wear these high heels. And I always ask them, do you wear high heels? And how does that make you feel? And they go, oh, we love it. Well, I think you look fantastic. But when I, when I do it, I don't feel the same way. That's because my heart is scarred from when I was a kid. I really believe that. People just don't realize how it follows you throughout your life and how that is ingrained into you that you are different. And even though you may be pretty, you may look great, but it's all how you feel on the inside. I do understand whatever trauma comes from being a kid, it doesn't ever really go away unless people that you knew at that time, you felt like you could connect with them later on in a better way, or they became your friends. Did that happen to you? No, no. Anything that somebody says to you that makes you feel less than, it destroys your self-esteem because you know you have all these other qualities, but they aren't mentioning them. It's not important to them. And the age-old problem is that people always want to one-up. That's the problem with bullying. When you try to one-up, it's because you don't feel well enough about yourself. Research says 52% of girls ages 8 to 16 are worried about being different today. But even though they say that that's true, 96% say it's important to be yourself. So there's this huge paradox, and I feel like the reality is we are still stuck in a culture that values highly, I'm better than you. You are less than me. Maybe even more so because of social media. What do you think? I do. 
I think social media plays a big part. To me, it's a, it's an outward expression of an inward insecurity that these people have that they always have to one up, so to speak, or when they bully somebody, it's because they're really insecure and they have to be the one that's in charge. When you were being bullied, you did two things. You developed a great sense of empathy and compassion. Yeah, I did. Yes, that's that's the one thing that it did. That's what I passed on to my son. I always told him, don't ever let me see you talking about anybody bad or or teasing somebody. And I told him about my story. Let's talk about the parents. I addressed it head on and because it happened to me. But I think parents, they're not as involved in their kids' lives as they should be. Well, I agree with you. And that was adults were just different then. You reported it to your mom. Your mom had no qualm about reporting it to the school. The school had no problem with pulling in those girls and probably their parents. I am sure of it. And there was no stigma attached to your mom reporting you for something. Kids today, I, and in fact, I did, I did a column, a Dear Rhonda, Dr. Sherry newspaper column on report, report, report. That is the number one problem with kids and especially girls because girls are bullied worse and they take it harder and suicide rates are up higher for them. They will not report. The girls that do report it are sometimes punished by their parents. I was speaking to a group of girls at the Boys and Girls Club, and this girl said, wait a minute. And she said, it was so bad that I was so depressed, I reported it to my parents and I got grounded. Yeah, people are so afraid to do anything these days. So the bullies just keep on bullying because You see, they say to themselves, well, they're not going to say anything because then they're going to get in trouble and then they'll be even more of an outcast. So these kids just tolerate getting bullied every day at school when the parents should step in. And they try to be friends with their daughters. I think you have to be a parent first and then a friend. I don't think that you have to be like just a friend to your kid because then you can't parent them. Then they don't respect you as a parent. So there has to be that authoritarian parent side. I agree with you wholeheartedly. They have to have boundaries. And what I see is that the daughters, they act like they love not having the boundaries that their parents don't know what they're doing, but they get trapped in situations and they don't know how to get out of them. They don't know how to choose not to stay a victim. Well, the, the thing is, in the, you, what you just said is staying a victim. At some point, you have to say, or to me, a healthy person has to say, I'm not going to let that define me. I agree. That's my Triangle of Triumph program. To go to the victim side on the left-hand side of the triangle and say, hey, I didn't know there was a choice to choose not to stay a victim. And then in the survivor part, you don't just exist with all this baggage. 
You can't just say, well, I'm alive, I'm existing, I'm a survivor. You have to do something with that. That's the journey that you took, Annie, to define yourself. And you made a conscious decision to do that on your terms. Yeah, it's all it's all about choice. What you were saying is that you can choose to be a victim and give your power away, or you can choose to say, okay, I know this happened to me. I'm going to manage it, and I'm going to move on. Unfortunately, they don't want to work on themselves or manage that particular aspect of why they are like that. They just want to continue because the bottom line is people don't like change. Some people would rather die than change. So they'll just continue that behavior until they die. Well, that is so valid. And you also talked about you defined yourself. Kids are not growing up understanding what that means. Define yourself before others do. That's your opportunity. That's where you get to be the strong one. You get to say what your values are. You get to define your boundaries. You choose your behavior. But they're not told that by our culture today. They are told that it's everyone else's fault. And parents storm schools and blame and shame the schools. If you don't set up a strict standard as a mom... How are you going to help guide them later on? They think you don't know anything and you have no authority and they don't respect that. So now you're an adult, a beautiful woman with a wonderful family, with your Christian values, and you brought up a son really well, but you also started a business 10 years ago, your advanced mineral makeup cosmetic company, you are immersed in the beauty business. How did you deal with that industry and the way that people do try to define you in that industry? How did you deal with that pressure? That's tough. That's always been a difficult one for me because you're always expected to look a certain way, to act a certain way to have your hair a certain way. And if you don't, then people say, well, what's wrong? What's the matter? You know, and you, it's kind of like one of those things where you always have to be on. Absolutely. I agree with that. And because of social media, everyone tries to put on a persona. I finally learned that I get to define myself before others do. And with that comes power. What do you do that defines you? I guess just really just be myself. What would be the top three values of who you are? I would say kind, considerate, and just listening to other people. You know, listening is kind of a lost art. Everybody wants to say, hear themselves talk, but people don't want to listen to other people when they talk. So listening, I think, is a very important quality in a person. So I try to do that. I have so enjoyed talking with you, and I just wanted to know, what is your message to girls and moms of girls to 
avoid letting bullying traumatize you for the rest of your life. To parents, to moms, to dads, pay attention to what your kids are doing, how they're feeling, how they're acting. Talk with your kids, find out what's bothering them, listen to them, feed their their good qualities and what they love to do. And to kids, just really be yourself and you can fit in with people with being yourself. Annie, that is, that is so spectacular. I really appreciate what you said, and I thank you so much. Well, thank you for having me again. Today's important takeaways are, moms, listen to your daughters. Feed their good qualities and what they love to do. Let them know how absolutely important it is to be different on purpose. It's empowering for girls to learn not to fit in the mold that bullies set. It's not really a girl's job to change the bully's actions. In fact, another takeaway, it's their purpose to, as I always say, define yourself before others do. Remember, a bully's biggest threat is to control your daughter by defining them in every horrible way, especially by their physical features like weight and socially for being different. And Annie's biggest message is to pay attention to what your kids are doing, feeling, and how they're acting. Talk with them. Don't forget to look for show notes, which are available at bullybuster.us slash different. Plus find our newsletter sign up at bullybuster.us slash newsletter. It comes out every Monday. Thanks for listening every Wednesday to Bully Buster. Go to Rhonda's website, bullybuster.us, to subscribe so you won't miss an episode. That's also where you'll find information about having Rhonda speak at your event or school. It's all at bullybuster.us.